0: Yeah, welcome to the secret sauce I am your host Kip Schubert and this is a podcast of educators sharing their stories and how that has led them to their own secret sauce in building connections and relationships and being educators on purpose. Be sure to follow us so you don't miss an episode and reach out to me about coming to your school and sharing my secret sauce with your students and staff. Our stories our experiences they matter, they are the foundation that helps us to connect with those who need us the most. They enable us to reach back over that mountain and become that Sherpa that our students and staff need to reach their summit. Here we go with episode number 14. Everyone needs a coach. And I would like to introduce my, my great friend, uh, special guest, my mentor, um, my coach, um, Dr. Darren Pepper. Darren, Welcome. Thank
1: you, Kip. I'm, uh, I'm excited to be here, excited to have an opportunity to have this conversation with you. Um, quite quite the introduction there, man, you know, your mentor, wow, that's yeah. pretty big. Hey,
0: tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about Darren Peppard and, and the road to awesome.
1: Yeah, for sure. So um, 26 years in public education for this Wyoming boy. Um, after graduating from the University of Wyoming um, in 1994, there were no teaching jobs. be had in the state of wyoming and um, i decided that i wanted to get out of the cold um, head for someplace warm Uh, i was a teacher in northwest arizona for 11 years uh, both at the middle and then at the high school level Um, as a head basketball coach uh, coach football coach tennis Um, i had a great experience um, as a classroom teacher and uh, decided hey let's let's get closer to home Uh, my wife and i wanted our daughter to grow up around family so moved back to my home state of Wyoming, and landed a position as an assistant principal in the southwest part of the state at um, a high school. I would ultimately spend another eleven years, uh, both as uh, first as an AP in a couple of different roles, and then as the building principal. and And then I get this 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 silly idea that I needed to keep chasing the next job. And uh, you know, looking back, uh, it was a great experience, but um, you know. I've always loved being a high school principal, so um, I went on to to be a superintendent for four years, um, and uh, now I'm out in I'm out in the uh, education entrepreneur space as a leadership coach, as a results coach, uh, as a motivational speaker, and then also we run Road to Awesome Publishing. So, you know that's that's kind of who I am. I'm in Omaha, Nebraska right now, um, loving life in Omaha, Nebraska. By the way, and uh, yeah. But uh, we'll always be a Wyoming kid. Kip, I'll always be a recovering high school principal. Um, that's just a uh, little bit about who I am, man.
0: Yeah, that's and you know I just we we I guess we met kind of maybe a year and a half ago, um, something like that. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, when we got into the the unlocking unlimited potential road to awesome uh, group, and um, yeah, I've heard you share, um, you know online. And I've actually heard you in your book and, all, and read it in your book and also heard you share it live um, about a defining moment that you had, um, I guess, when you were a principal um, uh, in Wyoming. And I'd like for you to, to yeah. share with our listeners about that.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's actually, I was an assistant principal when this happened, but uh, it was my very first year um, at that high school, it was Rock Springs High School. It's not like it's a big secret. Um, I'm, I'm talking about it, like you know, I'm not going to share the name. Uh, Rock Springs High School, Southwest Wyoming, and yeah, we had this we had this pretty toxic culture, um, and I, I don't think any of us were were shooting for that. That's just kind of what it was. You know, we were we were really good at catching people doing things wrong, and we had um, we had a staff meeting. I was in charge of discipline and attendance, by the way, at this at this point in time. You know, the the most rewarding job ever. You know. <laughs> High school discipline uh, attendance—I can't even say yeah, that straight
0: face. That's why I um, never went into oof. administration because of that. Oh. I, I didn't want to do that. But,
1: but you know the thing is—I mean—with with anything, it's—it's it's what you make of it. You right. know, we we have a we have a trash collector. Um, you know, we, we see two different ones uh, every other every other week because we have recycling and then we also have regular regular trash collecting. And our trash collector guy—not the most cheerful guy. Our recycling guy. I mean, he's, like, whistling when he works. He's waving at people. He's saying hi. I mean, it's it's just all about how you approach things, you know. So right. with the discipline and attendance job, I did it for two years. The first year, I was I was part of that toxic culture. I mean, I was really good at catching kids doing things wrong. And, heck, I was good at catching staff doing things wrong. And, I mean, Kip, we had a phrase for it. I mean, it was like, you know, I'm going to ding that kid. I'm going to ding yeah. that teacher. I mean, that that's what we were, you know. And, uh, man, looking back, oh. I'm embarrassed about it, but uh, but but I wouldn't have this defining moment had uh, had I not, you know, bought right into to being a part of that culture. Um, we're in a we're in a staff meeting partway through that first year and, you know, trying to solve the the two greatest conundrums in education. You know, what do you do about hats and what do you do about cell phones? <laughs> and uh, yeah, you laugh because you've sat in that meeting. <laughs> yeah. Every year, seems like every year every year yeah. nobody seems to have the answer but we were somewhere between the you know get the calculator things and put the things on the wall and you know one of my i think my wood shop teacher said you know if you just let me smash one of them with a hammer darren they'll get the message you know um you know some somewhere in there um a hand was raised and it was our social worker a gal named spring and she said darren why has it always got to be about what they do wrong Why why can't it be about what they do right and you know for me Honestly, that was the moment the road to awesome was created. Um, I didn't realize it at the time, and I didn't realize or immediately change in that moment. But looking back, that was that defining moment. You know, that moment where, as as, as I like to say, two roads diverged, and I took the road to awesome. Um, you know, it was it wasn't an easy road. There's days it's still not an easy road. But you know, I made the decision that, <laughs> in, instead of you know focusing on all the things they do wrong, let's Start looking at all the great things that are happening in our school I and mean, we had some incredible things happening, but we were too busy focusing on, you know, catching people doing bad things, you know, and focusing on on compliance. You know, I mean, I, I think you've heard me say this before, but compliance is the enemy of innovation. You know, you will get nothing great to happen when people are just focusing on being compliant because they, they actually, I mean, they work at a level that is just north of punishment you know, right. and, and you don't take risk and you don't take, you know, take chances. And I, I, I'm sure, in fact, I know you and I've talked about this that you've worked in those situations where it's always, you know, looking over both shoulders, you know, and you've also and worked in those, those places where you knew it wasn't, you know, I gotcha, but rather, hey, I got you, you know, there's a right. big
0: difference, right? Right. A huge, huge difference. And I think when we get into those environments where we're, where we're trying to avoid getting dinged, as you put it, we, Mm -hmm. we do just enough to get by, um, just to stay off the radar. So we're not getting that, that ding or that reprimand or that write up or whatever it is. But with, with that defining moment that you had in that, in that meeting, how has that impacted the way you develop relationships, not just with your students, but with this, your staff that you had underneath you, Mm -hmm. um, the people you had underneath you as a superintendent and then the people that you work with and you, you coach now as, as, as the road to awesome.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you,
0: it, it changed me as a human being.
1: You know, I, I had this, you know, I had this belief that, you know, if you know, if, if the hammer is heavy enough, you know, they'll, they'll avoid it. And, uh, you know, that's just not true. It's just not true. Um, You know, so what it what it really made me do and what it made me, you know, change was focusing exactly on what you're saying. And that's building relationships. You know, when you when you think about it, you know, when when we are in a position as educators, every single day we get to be around kids. We get to be around like minded people. You know, no, not every educator thinks exactly the same. I'm not saying that. But, hey, we all went into this for kids. So at least that is something we have that is like-minded. So, you know, what what that defining moment did for me was, I guess, recalibrate me and remind me that there's a lot of joy to be had in education. Now, uh, now let's be straight. The last two and a half years has not been a lot of joy, but right. there are still joyful moments that are there. You just it, it's about what you're looking for. And so for me, you know, I, I I just had to start adjusting what I was looking for, you know. I mean, if you think about this, Kip, and when the next time you get in your car and you're driving around up in, you know, the most beautiful place in the world, you know, Woodland Park, Colorado, count the number of red cars, you see. You know what you're going to get, right? Right. You're going to see a ton of red cars because right. you're looking for them. Right. You know, if we focus on, on looking for the good things, there's a lot of good things out there, you know. You just have to be looking for them. looking for bad things hey you'll find them you know so for me it just kind of recalibrated you know how i looked at things and what did i look for and part of that was looking for opportunities to build relationships with kids and with the adults around me um we we went through this point in time and this is this is something that's in the book um where when i first arrived three hundred twenty-four thousand square foot building one of the largest state-owned buildings in the state of wyoming there was no place other than in the classroom or in the cafeteria for people to sit down. I mean, there was in the hallways, it was just hallway. And so we had kids sitting on the floor everywhere. And, you know, I'm like, "This, this isn't okay. Um, had some maintenance workers who were like, Hey, you know, they're, they're ripping out the, the old wood bleachers. Let's use those. Let's just make some benches. And now the whole building is filled with benches. You know, we gave them a place to sit down and What was awesome was I started spending my time out on those benches. You know, honestly, Kip, it's probably the thing I miss most about being a high school principal was my time on the benches because I was always forever talking with a kid, talking with one of my staff members, you know, visiting with parents, community members. I mean, you know, we'd have athletic events, you know, I'd hang out, you know, if, if, if it was something that was in our gym, I'd hang out by, you know, the benches sometimes just sit and visit. You know, I mean, what what an incredible opportunity to just be around people. And if you're somebody like me who just loves to talk to people, man, that's the perfect thing. So, yeah, yeah it was yeah. a long-winded, long-winded way of
0: saying uh, I just got recalibrated, man. Yeah, you flip that mindset. That's what and that, mm-hmm. and I think that's happened for me, too. I had a guy tell me one time that you can walk into a room and if your mindset is to look for what's wrong, you'll find five things wrong in the first 30 seconds. Um, Mm -hmm. It takes some work to find what's right, find what's good. Um, But once you do that and you make it intentional, it becomes a habit. It changes your perspective on everything and really allows you, I think, especially in education to become the teacher administrator or or coach or whoever, whatever your role is that that, um, the best that you can be. And I know I've heard you say um, before, I think, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't want to attribute a, your quote to Tom again, um, (laughs) uh, but uh, that you can change, changing the world one conversation at a time.
1: Yeah. Third tenant, third tenant of the road to awesome is we change the world one conversation at a time, you know, and you know, I want, I want to go back to something you just said though. Um, and then we're going to come, we'll, we'll come back to the changing the world one conversation at a time, but you know, you just talked about, you know, you go in the room, you know, you can find five things that are wrong right away you know, or you can find the positives. And, and I, I, I want to stay on that point for just a second because I know there are a lot of school leaders that listen to your podcast. And so school leaders, Kip just dropped a huge, huge gold nugget right there. Um, and I, I want you to pick it up. That's why I wanted to circle back. We constantly are doing walkthroughs, you know, these, right. you know, quick drop-in, observation, you know, informal, whatever you want to call them, And if your staff isn't uncomfortable with those, or if they're pushing back on them, it's because you're probably pointing out what they're doing wrong. You know, the the point behind those walkthroughs really should be, you know, hey, I saw this and I loved it. Or, hey, I really like, you know, how I'm seeing growth here. You know, but if when you stop in for your walkthrough, all you're looking for is, you know, well, this kid had his phone out and this kid had his feet up on the desk. Or, okay, those are things that, are simple to address go address them you know just go tap the kid on the foot you know tap the girl on the shoulder say hey put your phone away give positive feedback it's about mindset so I wanted to come back to that because I just thought it was really important yeah, and, and absolutely. I didn't want that to get missed
0: yeah I think I mean for me you know I'm, we're going to go into the coaching part you know and mm-hmm. I know you've, you've we've talked me and you have talked about everybody needs a coach and yeah. you know it up until this year, you know, I'll have almost 30 years in education for, for the most part, I never felt like my my administrators or my evaluators or anything like that were, were coaching me. I felt like they were dinging me most of the time. Yeah. And, but I also, as an educator and as a person, I felt like I was kind of beyond that. I didn't need coaching because I already knew everything already. Um, and, I know that I've gotten into that with you with Ro Dawson and, um, but my administrator this year of Goings, she did exactly what you were just talking about. She came through on her, her walkthroughs on her observations. And then we would come in and have our meetings and she would point out everything that I did well and would coach me. And I ate, I mean, and I'm older than her and been doing this a long time. And, but I ate that up as an educator. Yeah. And then she would come at the, at the end of it. She would come back and say, "And we, maybe we could try this, or maybe in this situation, I heard you say this. Maybe I wonder what would have happened if you would have said this or did that." And I'm thinking, oh, okay. And it put me so put me in such a comfortable place with her coaching me that I was able to accept it, and I wanted more of it. Um, and so I, I know you've talked about um, a coach that you've had. So I just want you to share about that coach and how that's impacted you and inspired you with what you do now with with dawson
1: yeah i'll I'll be straight with you kip Uh, coaching changed my life i mean it really did um and and in some ways um i would say it it probably saved my career and and i wasn't i wasn't somebody who was like on the verge of you know hey they're gonna move on for me it was nothing like that but when i moved from being an assistant principal to being a principal again same building so it was literally 40 feet from one office to the other and i mean it might as well been 400 miles uh, in in all seriousness because moving from the ap role to the principal role was it was a big leap and you know you think you're ready and the truth is until you do it you're not ready and when you first start out you're not ready um i i lived that whole first year, like breathing through a snorkel. And, and part of it was, you know, I kind of fell into that Superman syndrome where I thought I had to be all and do all and, and that kind of thing. Um, but we had a new superintendent after my first year as principal. And it was kind of interesting because uh, the new person came in and, and he had his faults. I mean, we all do. But one of the great things that he brought to our district was leadership coaching. Um, he'd never been a superintendent. He'd never been a principal. He'd never been a teacher. I mean, it was a brand new superintendent role for him. He'd been an assistant superintendent. Um, but he knew he couldn't coach the principals. He didn't have that skill set. But he knew how to connect us with the right people. And he connected me with a coach uh, from, from Colorado, from Brighton, Colorado, um, a guy named Tom Delgado. And it was incredible. I felt like for the first time I legitimately had somebody who had my back who was there to help me grow to support me. Um it was incredible, you know. I I remember the first time that that Tom came to my building. You know, he showed up at my building and we met in the parking lot and before we even got to my office. I don't know. I'd had 10, 12 teachers stop me needing something, a couple of kids stop me needing something. I had my My push pin board was littered with notes, um, an angry group of parents waiting out front. I mean, it was just, it was chaos. And in truth, it was probably just a normal Monday, you know, but um, I get all this, all these fires put out and I can't even find Tom. I'm like, what is this man? He's supposed to be here coaching me. And my my secretary said, hey, you know, he's downstairs from room 318. He said, grab a pad and meet him there. like, what? i mean i aren't we gonna sit and talk shop i mean i thought that's what coaching was i I really did right i get down to room 318 and tom's in the classroom and we hang out for a few minutes and then finally he motions you know let's go in the hallway and he's like okay tell me what you saw and i'm like seriously we're gonna we're gonna talk about a walkthrough you know you're supposed to be here coaching me you know and and he said something i'll never forget he's like darren you gotta stop being a firefighter and you gotta start being a leader and, and the number one thing you need to do is you need to get your butt in the classrooms because that's where you are the most valuable. You're the instructional leader of this building. You know what you're doing, get in the classroom, give your teachers feedback, support them, coach them and grow them. That is your job. All that junk you just did upstairs. You have assistant principals for that. You need to start delegating. Let them do that from that point forward. Kip, it was just you know little bits of advice and little bits of support, you know, and it was incredible the change, you know. I mean that year, I didn't just put the snorkel away. I mean I had a good year, and then it just kept getting better and it kept getting better. And I learned that I needed to go stand on the balcony, both literally and figuratively, and check in on myself on the things that I thought were important. You know, what were the things that I work on? So, you know, with with our results coaching, you know this we're going to, we're going to hold you to to the standards the things that you want to be focused on the things that are important to you right it's the same thing in leadership coaching you know as a leader what's important to you as a leadership team what's important to you now get on the balcony and you got to check in on yourself regularly you got to be accountable to yourself and so both you know having a coach I still have a coach I have a different coach now but you know being in the you know in the entrepreneur space I have an entrepreneur coach You know, who's constantly pushing these same things, you know, but in a different way, helping me grow my business. You know, when I'm working with school leaders, when working with folks like you who are pushing your way further and further and further into the entrepreneur space. It's really just about being that third point perspective, you know, and Uh and so it's really made a difference for me. And it's changed me in the way that I look at things because, you know, it's. It's never judgmental, it's just always, you know, hey, tell me a little bit more or ask good questions to help whoever that is that you're coaching um, discover what it is they really want to do and how they're going to get there. So, yeah, I mean, back to back to Tom completely changed me as a leader. And it I mean, it, it, what it did for me was it helped me understand the power of coaching. And that's that's why I dedicate myself to coaching leaders and, and coaching people uh, for results.
0: Yeah, and I and I can speak to to what you just said as far as as the coaching. You know, as, again for me, even when I started with with uh, with you, I was looking more for just what you said with with Tom at first. I wanted you to come in and talk shop and tell me how to do everything. Um, and I thought, well, I'll, I'll get in this deal. I'll have a couple meetings, and I'll be well on my way. And you know. I'll be an entrepreneur and I'll, you know, be going gangbusters. And I think what I've learned through having a coach that I want to relay to whoever is listening to this and and all educators and really all people um, is that for me and being coached by you and, and by Brandon, it has really given me clarity and has given me intentionality with my own ideas and thoughts that I kind of already had. I just couldn't organize them and gain traction in the right way. And you more have been that guide for me is asking the right questions. And, and you always turn it back to me, you know, Kip, what's that next one thing? You yeah. know, don't get going in a hundred different directions. Cause you know me. And so it's like, it just really helps. I think overall with just the accountability and the clarity to where I want to go. Um, so I'm not just relying on myself. I've got somebody in my corner, like you said, that is supporting me, that is encouraging me, that's giving me feedback um, and it's letting me find you're showing me the direction to go. You're letting me find my path there. And, you know, I think that's where a lot of the growth for me has come come in. But um, before we before we wrap up, I just kind of wanted to give you a chance to share about what you bring to the table with Road to Awesome and, and to your clients and and how all those relationships that you're building as a coach continue to inspire you and and impact you
1: yeah for sure you know it's interesting with with Awesome, really we we focus on three things um both you know the the motivational speaking the um uh, the leadership and uh results coaching and then of course the publishing um but really what it's all about and i think what what we bring to the table as ro Awesome is we're all about cultivating leaders and um, everybody has the opportunity to be a leader, whether you're a classroom teacher, you're, you know, you're driving a bus route, you're working in nutrition services, you're a principal, whatever, you know, building secretary. Everybody has the opportunity to be a leader. And the way we go about that is we make sure that we're lifting up voices and we're promoting positivity. You know i mean to me that's what it's really all about you know we we started this conversation off with kind of that defining moment of of moving away from you know focusing on all the things that are wrong and starting to focus on the things that are right so you know uh, right now we're at that point in time where you know schools are getting ready to kick off and you know they're doing their opening meetings and you know districts are having their you know convocation or superintendent conference days or i mean every state calls them something different and uh I'm having the opportunity now to go and speak in a lot of those events and speaking in conferences and that kind of stuff. And what I'm really wanting to do and what I am doing is bringing that message right now that educators matter, you know, and I'm not just saying teachers, I'm saying educators because every person who works in a school, every person who works in a district has an equal opportunity to have an impact on the life of a a child. And so, you know, I'm really bringing that message right now that there's so many positive and incredible things that are happening in our schools. And yes, we're getting beat up in public. You know, it's unfortunate. But, you know, that that's honestly where our three tenets of the road Dawson, come in. And number one there is, hey, focus on what you can control. You ain't got to let go of the things you can't. You know, right. I mean, all that stuff that's out there, we can't control that. But what we can control is how we choose to show up How we bring it every single day to make a difference in the life of our kids. You know, how we make sure we get ourselves right before we come into the office, into the classroom and get after it every day. You know, the second thing is, is we rise by lifting others. You know, I mean, you talk about coaching, man. That's that is rising by lifting others. That's that's what it's all about. You've worked with those people. I've worked with them, too, that that they just want to climb over the top of people or they just want to push them down. You know, because they think that makes them better, but it isn't, you know, so collectively, you know, let's all rise together. Let's help each other out. Let's reach a hand down and lift somebody up when they get down, you know. And then, of course, the third thing, and you touched on it earlier, is change the world one conversation at a time. You know, every one of us have had a conversation with a kid that maybe we have, maybe we haven't heard later down the road made a difference for that kid. You know, but every single one of us have that opportunity. And so, you know, I, I don't know if that really answers your question I and mean, it just tells you a little bit about no,
0: I, really what our love, philosophy is, you know, I mean, yeah, that's, and I love, that's what lessons all about. Yeah. I love what you say with number two is rise by lifting others, because I know in my own personal story, I used to think I would rise by what I got and the more I could get. And I started, once I went through my recovery from alcoholism, I I learned that the more I gave, um, the more I rose and the more I would go the second mile and serve and the more I would impact and help others, the more I would rise. And I think it's just, I I hope that educators can lock arms and come together and and really begin to realize that the more we uplift others and join together and and connect, we're going to get that fulfillment that we seek in our profession and our personal lives too. Hey um, man, I I just uh, am honored. I mean, I mean, just I mean, honestly, I am just blessed that you're my first guest um, on pod, on the podcast. And I've been doing it solo for a while, and um, you have as a coach. I have learned so much uh, from you in the coaching that we do, um, as a mentor, um, and just always being that that someone that even if I'm you know, I've asked you questions that really don't even relate to what we're talking about now. Maybe it's a personal thing in, in my own district. I know that I can always text you and you, yeah. know, you get right back to me. And so I just want to tell you how, how appreciative I am for you and grateful I am for you. And I'm just honored that you are my first guest and, um, guys check out, uh, Darren Peppard and the road to awesome. Um, I will get his links and put those in the comments. Um, on the podcast and on our social media and uh, everybody needs a coach everybody needs one so check out pep check out the road to awesome darren thank you so much for being here Um, and we will absolutely we will sign off till next time thank you thanks (music) again